How you doing today, man? Good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for coming. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. We got the we got the Atlanta Falcons legend. And don't and don't question it. Atlanta legend. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Is on the players then today, and we definitely appreciate you tapping in with us today, sir. How you doing? How you feeling? Good. I've been great. Um, everything's good. Fall is here. Football's in the air. Things are good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And don't forget, NBA is less than a month away now. So Isn't that crazy? All the, all the sports are back. <laughs> um, feeling good um, on this Wednesday. Uh -huh. how, how your fantasy team doing so far? Uh, I think I'm 3-0. Wow. Uh, and all my teams, that is, I have three teams. They're all undefeated, I should say. So okay. who who you who your top player right now in all three leagues? Uh, all right. So um, two of our leagues, I, we had the first overall pick. Okay. So, uh, Christian. Christian. You took McCaffrey. <laughs> and then in the other one, so my best, my guys. Let me see. I got this. Killed this killed me because um, we do a Falcons. Coca-Cola sponsors the Falcons League, uh -huh. a lot of the local sports media. And um, that's where we got Christian McCaffrey. And then we got, I think, McLaren or somebody. And then we turned around like in the fifth or something, we got Tom Brady, which hurts uh -huh. my heart. I know. We didn't want to do it, but. Hey, I did the same thing. So in my league, I was first picked. I got Christian McCaffrey. And I also picked up Tom Brady late, too. So yeah. they're both doing pretty good for me. And Christian yeah. McCaffrey played the Texans tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm loving my chances this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had Gary on the team last week. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I got he him. He definitely put me over the top. <laughs> what a beast. Got me over the top. Absolute beast. And then my other guys, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, and my other team has been pretty solid too. Oh, yeah. Cooper thing going crazy. Cooper looking like receiver one, two, and three right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. All right. So, um, we want to, you know, let the let everybody know who you are, but we want to just reiterate, you know, everything. Um, so you're from California. Um, you attended, uh, is it Santa Margarita Catholic High School? That's correct. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's. I was like Margarita. Whoa, that, that, that's a little wild for a Catholic school name. What what, what was your uh, mascot in high school? Eagles. Okay. Okay. Um, and you finished the school record with 177 receptions. That's like pretty much your career. That's what you've been about, like catching the ball. Um, is that yeah. record still there? Do you no, know? I don't think so. I'd have to go back and look at it. But the way kids are throwing the ball around these days, yeah, what? I mean, when we were when we were when we were at Santa Margarita, I have an identical twin brother, and we both played right. wide receiver. And um, when I was there, my first year, we ran a veer option, so I didn't catch a lot of balls. And then I think my senior year is when I caught like. 80 or 80 or 90 balls in my senior year, which put me over the top as far as uh, breaking records. And then I was able to start my sophomore year through my senior year. So that helped too. So, um, uh, but it was just, we played defense too, played defense. I was, a, I was a kicker. Um, you know, that was back from 91 to 94 and back when everybody played every, every direction and every side of the football and every special team, right. that was when football was a lot of fun. Um, it's just uh -huh. it's so specialized. <laughs> now with everybody, you know, playing offense or defense. Right. So you went to, after your senior year, you went to Villanova with your brother, Brad. Mm -hmm. um, what made you guys go to, like, you guys was destined to go to the same school. You guys knew this from the jump. You guys would go to the same school. 
we were pretty much a package deal, but um, Villanova is really the only school that offered both of us scholarships. Right. Um, so I had some lukewarm looks from Oregon and Oregon State, which weren't very good football programs at the time. Right. And then they kept they kept pushing back my visits. And um, before you knew it, uh, Villanova came knocking and, and Brad and I, uh, when we got an opportunity to go to, to Villanova and get a free education and, and play some one double A football, we jumped at the opportunity. Right. And you definitely did what you were supposed to do at Villanova, man. Yeah. I was looking at these fans. I was like, excuse me? I didn't even know. I mean, yeah. whoa. It's like your senior year in high school and college. It was like you were determined to just be the best player on the field. Um, it was, I was, yeah, I was fortunate. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was fortunate. The head coach at Wake Forest now, his name is Dave Clausen. Uh-huh. And, uh, in 96 and 97, he was my offensive coordinator at Villanova. Wow. And he put me, he brought in a, a passing offense, three wide receivers, really two backs. And uh, we kind of just opened it up. We had a good running game as well, but we were able to throw the ball a lot. And he put me in the slot position. And that's where they just, I just got fed by my quarterback. That's, 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 that's just, I mean, who can stop a 6'5"? A and were you 6'5 in high school too? I was about six four, uh, buck ninety coming out of high school, and then I grew another inch in college and put on five or ten pounds, and and then um, I put on another five or ten pounds when I finally got to the pros after that. Yeah, so so, so in college they had you at the slot at that size. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I was we were so it was it was uh, my twin brother Brad and I both at six five at oh. receiver. He was outside, I was inside, and then the backside receiver was about six two. And uh, he could flat out run. And we were just, we were athletic enough to, to, um, to line up anywhere. And I think that's one, one of the things I like about that. Um, and I think it's missed a lot. I think so many people characterize receivers as a slot receiver or, right. receiver or Z receiver. I mean, just right. go be a receiver. Learn every position. Right. Just run every the routes. Like, yeah. just do, yeah, like, do what I receivers agree. do. And it's, and it's shocking when they, like, oh, DK's in the slot right now. It's like, he's a receiver. Like, it's a position. Like, yeah, this so is, <laughs> it's going it to work out. Up. It opens up so many opportunities when you can line up anywhere on the football field. Um, and I think it really helped me going to the pros to be able to line up in every position. In right. Like Julio, like it's so hard to double like a slot player. I mean, do you really want to like leave the outside open like that? So that's why the Falcons did that with Julio so much. It made sense. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so, so your senior year, I want to make sure this is correct. Your senior year, you had 96 catches, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Almost, almost 1,400 yards. Oh, Yeah. That's crazy. We were rolling. We were rolling. All, um, All-American All and Walter Payton player of the year. Like, you won an award. I was just like, this man was destroying college football. Like, yeah. <laughs> we had some big games. We had some big games. Um, and then the Walter Payton award was like the Heisman for 1AA. Right. So that was, that was pretty awesome, too, to get that award. But that was – I had a great quarterback who threw 42 touchdowns and six picks that year. Wow. Uh, we had a we had a running back who was a freshman um, who went on to play in the league for a long time, Brian Westbrook. Right, uh, and he, well, he ended up winning as well after you. He won That's his exactly right. He played for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he won an award too. He was <laughs> nice. Yeah, we had three. We had three guys win it. I was a very very first receiver ever to win it, and then Westbrook it's won. Because quarterbacks usually win that award. I mean, oh wow! Yeah, man. Yeah, like I think. Um, 
you have to go back and look at the list of guys that have won it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Pretty cool, it's a pretty cool list. But I was the very first receiver ever to win it because I had I think I had 19 touchdowns, like you said, all those different numbers. And and we were number one in the country too, which helps. We had wow. a really good football team. Okay. Um, so it was it was awesome just to be a part of that squad and and put up those big numbers like that. Man, how did it feel like week in and week out just knowing that you were going to like ball? Like how did like how did you feel going into those games? Uh, it felt pretty good. Um, my very first game, my senior year. Plus, I was coming off um, uh, knee surgery after my junior. Right. I tore my knee up my junior year, last game of my junior year. So I didn't know how my body was going to react or respond. So I wore a brace on my left knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tore my left uh, LCL, which is the ligament on the outside of your knee. Uh, had surgery. It was like non-weight bearing for three or four months, and then just rehabbed and got back. Our very first game was against uh, a school called Widener. It was like a D3 school. Huh. And um, uh, we were, it was a first, I was, it took me out after a quarter and a half. I had four catches and three touchdowns on like a hundred yards. And <laughs> at that point, at that point, I felt pretty good about which right. direction we were heading. Yeah. That came, yeah. And then um, the biggest thing for me was having Brad and our other receiver, Josh Dolvin on the other side, because they could, they couldn't cover all of us. Right. So if they decided to cover one guy or play the run or whatever, we had a lot of one-on-one matchups and we were just ruining, ruining kids. And uh, it was, it was awesome. Man, who was the best like defensive player you lined up against in college? So I had some, some good guys. Um, Darren Sharper was at William and Mary. Okay. Uh, Sean McDermott, who's the head coach for the Buffalo Bills. He yep. was also at William and Mary. Um, wow. I think Mike Tomlin, who's the head coach of Pittsburgh, the Steelers, was that was there as well. They had a nice little squad. Oh wow! Man, on. Were, they, were they all on defense? <laughs> I don't. I think Tomlin might have played receiver, but I have to go back and check it out. Okay, I need to go look. Um, but Sharper and uh, McDermott were back there, and then um, Sean Barber, who played linebacker for a little while in the league, um, he was at Richmond at the time. He was a good player. But really, after that, it was slim pickings. And part of the reason I was able to eat with those guys out there, a bunch of smaller, undersized guys that I could – I mean, we – you know, the, you know they do the thing, you got mossed. We were, <laughs> we were, we were mossing we dudes before uh, Moss was doing that himself because it was 1AA. We were bigger and a little stronger than those kids. And I know that was not fair. I know you <laughs> felt good on game day. Like, just throw my way today. Just – that's what he said. Just throw it up. When in doubt, throw it up. And then we started doing the um, the fade stop, back shoulder fade, jump ball fade. We had them all in the, in the game plan from 10, 15 yards out, even in the middle of the field. If we had a one-on-one matchup, our quarterback was not afraid to throw it up. Wow. I bet he wasn't. So you can finish at, at Villanova, um, over 250 catches, um, over almost 4,000 yards and 34 touchdowns. How did you feel – um, coming out, like, did you feel like you were like one of the best receivers in college football? Did you feel like that at the time? I know you played, uh, you know, yeah, I see you shaking your head. You're like, no. no, no, not even close. So I didn't get invited to any all-star games. I thought I might get a chance to go to the senior bowl or something, but I didn't get invited to those. So that kind of, that hurt my chances a little bit. And then if they talk about a six foot five, barely 200 pound, and let's be honest, white receiver that's running a four six uh, forty or some of the time. My fastest ever was four five nine, uh, but I was a four six five guy. So the numbers aren't off the chart. Um, I was 
I was hopeful I might get drafted in the late rounds, but I didn't. So I was undrafted. So I go to the Seattle Seahawks and like you guys are talking about, I didn't really think I was, you know, you were watching guys play like Tim Brown and, and uh, God, who else was playing at that time? Randy Moss was coming out, had just come out. Um, there were just a lot of guys. And then I got to Seattle and I'm looking at Joey Galloway, who's built like a, I mean, just like a thoroughbred. I mean, that guy was put together, can run like lightning um, and some other guys that were there. So my confidence was not where it needed to be, but I also needed to learn how to play against the big boys. And, wow. um, and that's when I took that, took that opportunity to try to do that. And then I, um, I got cut from Seattle. Um, I just wasn't quite ready. I needed to put on some weight and work on my game and then learn how to play special teams as well. And that's what I was right. able to do when I went to Europe to play right. with the Barcelona Dragons. Right. So did you get a, did you get an invite or did you like, I'm going like, did you, did you just say, I'm going to go to Europe? So Europe. And so my agent, after I was done with uh, the Seahawks after training camp, one of the receiver coaches there, uh, Milt Jackson was my receiver coach. And he called me and he said, go play football somewhere, whatever you got to do, go play football somewhere because you're good enough. You just got to learn some of the different things you got to learn and put a little weight on. So my agent put my name in the arena ball draft, arena football draft, and in the NFL Europe draft. And I got drafted in the first round by the Barcelona Dragons um, on, a, uh, on a recommendation from John Kitna, who was, one of my, was a backup quarterback in Seattle okay. at the time. And he had just got back from Barcelona. So um, he called the head coach over there, Jack McNell, and said, go get this kid. He's a good player. Uh, he'll be good for you. And then I was able to go to Europe. And uh, I was like third in the league in catches and touchdowns and, and yards and um, had about 11 teams looking at me when I came back from Europe to start that 99 season. How was Europe? Like, did you, I know like you're not from Europe. So how was it like going right. there? Like how, like, did you? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was interesting. Um, Barcelona fans, I mean, soccer is number one over there for sure. Right. But uh, in Barcelona, we played in a big ass stadium with, uh, you know, they put 70,000 people in it. We probably had 10 or 15,000. So it wasn't a great environment, but we stayed on a little resort town right on the Mediterranean ocean. And it was Mediterranean sea. And it was, it was unbelievably beautiful. And the scenery was gorgeous. When we went to Germany, um, those fans enjoyed the game of football. They like tailgate and they like put, get drinking and hanging out and watching football. So we had three cities we played in, in Germany, Rhine, um, Rhine, Berlin, and uh, Rhine Thunder, Berlin, Berlin Thunder, Rhine Fire, and there's one more. Anyway, Amsterdam and Scotland as well. So it was awesome um, to get a chance to travel Europe um, and be a part of that. And also, like I said, put on some weight, learn how to play special teams, right. um, start, start judging myself against other guys that have already been in the league. Because NFL Europe at the time was a place where teams would send players that really didn't get a chance to play enough on their teams or were practice squad guys or something, or third string DBs that didn't play that much right. to see if they could play. So I was going against guys that could play in the league and that really upped my confidence and enabled me to kind of start building and, and working on my stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty much like a development league, pretty much for the NFL. I league. wish they still did that. Dude, I wish it too. Oh, I mean, man, yeah. that sounds about, pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's awesome. So at the time there was only five guys on a practice squad and, um, when you think about training camp going from 90 to 53 dudes. That's horrible, man. Talking about 50 All dudes. team. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that can discourage a lot of players from even, you know, trying to go out again 
and you know, a lot of mental health issues, people probably don't feel like they're good enough or whatever, whatever. So once they stop playing football, right. they feel like, you know, they've been cut. They don't have anywhere else to go, especially if they don't have like, you know, a good agent that can find them, you know, avenues to continue to play the game. Right. Yeah, it's very true. It's, um, it's tough anymore. I, the only thing I like right now, and the kids, a lot of guys, an opportunity to do something. I think there's a 15 man practice squad, if I'm not mistaken, in the NFL. Okay. So you think about all those guys that got cut, um, uh, almost half, a third of them are uh, getting back on squads and be right. able to work hard and get back on and be around football. That's right. the toughest part when you get cut. Like, it's all done. It's over for me. Right. Right. Like, you, you, you lose your uh, relationships in the locker room. You don't laugh as much. You don't right. have your boys to hang out with. And it really does take a minute to get accustomed to not being in the locker room. Yeah, that, it, it hurts. Like, like he was saying, like, you – you bust your behind, you do what you got to do, and then – and I see on Hard Knocks players like, what did I do wrong? And it's like, you, you didn't do anything wrong. We just yeah. have enough players there. It's like, why are you inviting me then? Like, I don't want to come here to play hard and then get cut because you said I did well. Right, right. That is heartbreaking, man. That's super discouraging. Super discouraging. Big time. And a lot of times it's just a freaking numbers game where there's just not enough room. They drafted two guys at your position or whatever. So it's tough. Man, it's I tough to make guys, it. But they drafted those guys. Yeah, they got it. How was you said you were in Barcelona? Was was Ibiza a big thing in Spain back then? As it like it is now? Mm, what do you say, Ibiza? Ibiza, yeah. No, I don't know. I even know what that is. Wow. <laughs> what is so that? Ibiza? That's I, I also did a lot of traveling in, around Europe because I was in the military, not because I was an athlete, but. Uh, Ibiza, Spain, pretty much is like the number one party spot on the planet. Not I've just heard of it. But yeah, I don't know. They have a lot, tons of celebrities go and visit there and hang out there. And uh, I got the opportunity to go, so I wanted to see if you went as well. So I was actually. Nice. So we're. Uh, do you know what part of Spain it's in? Uh, it's in like, I think it's like the the lower eastern island or something. If I'm not All right, mistaken. yeah, we're. Yeah, Barcelona is up north, but it's on the eastern coast too, so uh, or the west coast, I should say. So I, we didn't make it over there. We didn't get a chance to travel unless we were going to the cities we were playing in. But uh, I'll make oh. note of a visa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awesome. you, if you haven't gone, you should definitely, you should definitely go. Hey, man, I just <laughs> go everywhere. Um, go. So after, okay, so you leave in Europe. Um, I know you get on the phone with your agent, like I did what I'm supposed to do here in Europe. What's next? He's getting a bunch of calls from different teams. He's getting calls from 11 different teams. Uh, and we're about three weeks away from training camp. So think about that. I just played a 10-game season in Europe in the spring that fell into almost the summer. And then we played in the World Bowl that year. We lost in the World Bowl, um, which is we were the, one of the two best teams in the league. And then I got like three weeks to recover. And then I go right into training camp. So we got calls from a bunch of teams. I was a free agent, so we kind of got to do the pick of our pick of the litter. The right. draft had already happened, so you get to see who they drafted, right, right. they brought nice. in. Yeah, right. So it was a good situation for me. So we looked at the couple of different teams, and the Philadelphia Eagles seemed like it made the most sense, and uh, we decided we would sign them just a one-year minimum deal with the Philadelphia Eagles because that's really all they were offering. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So you play with Philly. Did they I tried to. I tried to. It's so funny because. Um, there was a, my very first game. First of all, I made the roster. John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. Okay. He's a, and Andy Reid was the head coach. His first time he was a head coach. Right. 
uh, and John Harbaugh, who obviously is the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens now and doing a great job. He was our special teams coach, and he came up to me after I made the team, and he said, Finn, I just cut a really good special teams player, so you better, you better fucking be able to know how to play special teams. <laughs> so needless to say, it took me a while to learn how to play special teams. And in my first game as an Eagle, um, about a minute and a half left, I had a go right on the left side, bump and run coverage, one-on-one. I beat the corner pretty good. And um, I have actually had the video. My brother Brad sent it to me of all times yesterday. Not that I wanted to see it. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so the ball was just a little bit underthrown. And uh, I reached back to catch it. The DB kind of got his hand in there and kind of punched it. And when I went to go try to catch it, I punched it in the air again. And the safety came over and picked it off. Oh, uh, man. Ran it back about 25 yards. They kicked the game-winning field goal like a minute later, and I was the, I was the GOAT, and not in a good way. Ooh, man. It was awful. And then I got cut four weeks later. That's tough. You think that has something to do with it? I, uh, absolutely. No question. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I was I, – I was really – I think I had a quad strain. I wasn't practicing very well. And, and again, I, I really was still trying to figure out how to play special teams. So all those things – really hurt me being able to stick around. So it's funny, man, Seattle and then Barcelona and then Philadelphia, and you think you made it in five weeks into that season, you feel like your, your, your dream and your, your story and your career is over once again. So what did you do after that? Like you call your agent up again, you guys conversating what's next. Yeah. So (laughs) talking to him and, you know, you go through waivers and people know you're out there. And I had workouts with um, the New York Giants. Um, I had a workout with the Jacksonville Jaguars and a workout with the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, my workout with the Falcons was awesome. I'm telling you, Steve DeBerg was throwing me balls. Um, the grass was perfect. My gloves fit perfect. My cleats felt great. Everything was – I caught every ball he threw at me. It was awesome. And um, so that was about – over that three-week span, I worked out with those three teams – and then I sat for the next five weeks and uh, I was married with two kids at the time. So I ran into a guy named Vince Papelli. Have you guys seen the movie Invincible? Yeah, the, oh, the, the yeah. receiver, the, the guy who worked at the bar. Yeah. That's right. Great. That's Great. right. So that's when, like, that's, I, I, he, when I was playing with the Eagles, we became pretty good friends. And when I got cut, um, he knew I had wife and kids and he gave me a job um, in downtown Philly. Me and his cousin tore down a, did some construction on a, like a rental property that he had downtown and he throw, yeah, he would throw footballs to me afterwards in a little middle school, a couple days a week. If he wasn't available, my wife would throw me balls in the middle of school. We just try to keep on grinding, man, and and stay ready. And then finally the Falcons called and uh, December 13th of of 99, uh, they put me on their, put me on their practice squad. Sorry about that. It's all right. So on the, December, December 13th and 99, I got back on the practice squad and um, impressed enough people that they brought me back the next year and signed me to a one-year deal. I signed a couple of deals, one-year deals after that, a uh, three-year deal, uh, and then a four-year deal. And uh, 11 years later, um, I, I was a Falcon for 11 years. I was about to say, you was a Falcon. It's like you went through all that stuff and then yeah, you were a Falcon. Falcon. Falcons and you were stuck. From 99 to 2010, man. Yeah, I mean, you became a, became a household name. Man, we, I mean, any goal line situation, we like, Brian, stop playing. <laughs> don't even play. Say, Nick, you know what to do. Like, don't try to force it. You got the tallest guy on the field <laughs> right now. Feed him. Isn't that cool? 
Well, I appreciate you guys saying that. I was um, playing with Vic was awesome. Uh, he counted on myself and Algie Crumpler quite a bit. Uh, to, we, we, he was we were reliable for him, and, and uh, he liked man. going with the rock. Man. So I know as a kid watching uh, on, on on the goal lines, I know you brought up Moss earlier, like you were doing it in in in, in a college and high school and stuff, but. Uh, on, on those fade routes, I would, I would always like emulate those things as a kid on the playground. And if you went Moss, <laughs> you know, over the shoulder catch or yeah. you know, fade route, and so that that had a big, a big uh thing as a growing up in Atlanta, on, you know, on my childhood. So it's like awesome that we get to talk right man, now, I, I, man. When we saw your Mercedes Benz, I'm like, that's my childhood right there, right. right. That's, that's, that's my childhood. We, we got to go say something to him, yeah, man. Isn't it great? And, and I was talking to some guys on my radio show today. We were on 680 The Fan and every morning from 6 to 10, and it's called The Locker Room. And one of the guys, uh, home team, and was like – he's a, he's a lifer here too. Right, he right. Like, he's like, we have to be a better football team pretty soon because you're talking about a generation of young kids, 13, 14, 15, 12, 11, that know nothing – but bad Falcon football right now. Yep. Uh, if they didn't start watching heavy football until they were, you know, two or three years ago, we're talking about two or three really, really bad football years. And this year, I think, can maybe turn around I, and maybe you get eight or nine wins if you're lucky. Um, but, I mean, if you, you could have like four, five, six years of bad, I, I hope I'm wrong, but the way this thing's going right now, you, you got a generation of young, Atlanta Falcon fans that you got to grab a hold of and like you guys just talked about impress them and find a way to win ball games right. get to the full post season man because it's been Cause, ugly of late because growing up it wasn't even about winning like we already know it wasn't about winning it was just about having a great quarterback and just cheering the, t- cheering the, the, the team on I mean I, th- I think the difference between then and now even without winning was the the culture of the Falcons was fun. Watching the Falcons was fun. Vic and DVD and, you know, all those guys that we had, it was all easy to consume as a, you know, person that consumes football. And it it was just fun. Now I feel like I agree with, you know, it's kind of hard to watch now. Especially Julio leaving. That was just like, whoo. Right. Man, that hurt. So now you got to rebuild because it was Roddy for a long time and it was Warwick done and it was Michael Vick and it was Matt Ryan and, and he's almost done. And now you got to find more guys. Is it going to be Kyle Pitts? I don't know. It's hard to have a tight end unless you're Travis Kelsey or George exactly. Kittle. And it's feel like, yeah, you draft Kyle Pitts to compliment Julio, not draft Kyle Pitts and trade Julio and then try to make Kyle Pitts the household name now, because as you can see the first two games, I mean, he had a great, I mean, five catches, good game. three yards. It was a good game. But fans are expecting different. Now, right. Justin Fields starting, and if he have great games, it's going to tear a Falcon. It's going to tear Atlanta apart. It's definitely going to tear Atlanta apart, man. How, how do you feel about them taking Kyle Pitts at number four? You think it was the right call? Um, I think it was unfortunate that this year didn't land us. I, I, I think think about the last couple of years and um, Chase Chase Young. Could have had him. Could have been in that. Could have been in that. In that combo. Could have been right there. The last five games or something like that. Uh, the Bosa boys, Bosa brothers. I mean, 
those guys are usually the guys that are sitting there like at three or four this, after, the, missing out on. after the quarterbacks go. But this year we didn't have that star defensive end that people wanted. So we, we got Kyle Pitts. I think the Falcons knew because Julio at the time had already requested to trade. I think they knew they were going to get rid of Julio. I think that's why they went and got Kyle Pitts to add another weapon because they were going to lose Julio to help Calvin and help Matt Ryan. And there wasn't that star number one kick-ass defensive end that was on the board. Right. Um, you could have gone O-line and shored up your offensive line, but we have a left tackle that's here for a couple more years. Um, I just – you could have gone Justin Fields. Now, the, hope, the hope is that and, – and listen, I hope Justin Fields has a, has a great career. But watch out. If he has a really good career um, and we passed up on him, you're never going to hear the end of it. Never. But you couldn't do anything because Matt Ryan's contract is so bad because Thomas Dimitrov screwed us. Screwed He's wondering why. He was um he was on a radio like a couple months ago, like, I hate when you get fired because nobody looks at you. Like, bro, we gave you numerous of years to do things and you really just paid everybody because they had the same agent. Like, what? <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Like, like I'm a big Falcons fan. Um, I look at I, I I follow them. I follow everything. And in the last four years, he has definitely screwed the team. And he paid everybody that he thought was worthy, and like none of them are really worthy. They were good football players, but you can't make them the highest paid of their position. You can't Every- make Trufant the highest paid. You can't make Devontae Freeman the highest paid. You can't really, in all respect, and, and I don't know if he was at the time, but Grady Jarrett, I, I love him. I think he's a hell of a player. I love Grady, but he. Just, just the production is just not there for the contract he's getting paid, and they were so nervous to even ask him this year to take a pay cut. It's like if the production is not there, then you need to sit these players down. Luckily, you got out of that Dante Fowler situation because you paid him big as well. Yeah, just just off his because Dan Quinn knows him, and it was just it, it was a weird. It's just a weird time, and we're pretty much stuck with Matt Ryan for at least two more years. Yeah, um, this year and next year. Right. Yeah, this year and next year. I, and listen, stuck is hard to say because I love Matt. Played with Matt for three years. Right. I wish I was younger when I played with Matt. I played with Matt after two knee surgeries, and and uh, I was 32, 33, and 34 at the time. Right. So I was at the end right. of my career. But he was he's a great quarterback. Now he's getting old too, and yeah. um, and you just kind of you just you just hope that he can turn it around just enough to the next, let the next guy, whoever that might be, kind of start building up what they right. do. And right. I just I can't begin to tell you how important it is for this team to win three out of the next four games. Man, and they can, what the thing is, is they can. They can. I see the schedule is there. I don't, to be honest, I don't really see it, but it, it, they can. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, it is. They showed Right, you yeah, got the Giants next. I mean, you can beat the Giants. Um, I'm just what I'm afraid of is Daniel Jones having that game that quarterbacks have on the foul. Saquon finally trying to break out. You know, he's saying that this is his breakout game. Yeah. I don't want to hear that this is his breakout game. And he's bad. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts completed 77 percent against his, of his passes against our defense, and then go turns around and plays the Niners and completes like 54 percent. Everybody becomes an all-star when they play us, and it's making yeah, us sick. Right. They got a pair – a player got paid off the Eagles because he had a great – it was like, yeah, come on. It's like, do you really want to pay up this? Well, go ahead. I'm hoping he have a great year for you guys, but it's 
it was week one, you know, and I right now I just don't see it. Um, the fourth pick, I really didn't like it. I really yeah. didn't like it. It really hurt me that we What'd didn't. What you want him to do? What you want him to do? I wanted him to get Justin Fields, not to play him right away. You got Matt Ryan two years, sit him. It's okay. This sit is him for one. You got to can't sit him for two years and pick him fourth overall. You can't, but it's it's for me. It's okay. From what <laughs> because you 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 lose Matt Ryan and then what's next? Josh Rosen. We haven't had the best <laughs> career so far. Um, Felipe Franks is coming off an injury. That's why he left Florida, um, and that's why he went undrafted. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's just like you don't really have a future at quarterback. You got this tight end that you drafted top five. Are you going to go get a quarterback next year? I don't really like the quarterback choices next year. I don't want Spencer Rattler here in Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he, he's a nice guy, but he's just not what – you know, fans are looking for. Yeah. It's all about it's, the fans at I, this point. I think it's so tough <laughs> because this year's quarterback class was probably one of the biggest or best quarterback classes in a couple years. I've been you know? okay with Matt Jones. And, and I can second what he's saying. I personally would have loved to see Justin Fields here. Uh, I, that was who I wanted us to pick. Um, of course, I don't think we could have sat him for two years, but in a perfect world, I know <laughs> I'm not a GM. I'm not pulling strings, and I can't control trying to get rid of Matt Ryan's contract. But I would have took Justin – in a perfect world, I would have took Justin Fields and tried my best to unload Matt. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like – And I love Matt Ryan. But I think it's just time, you know. It's just a love and hate with me. I love Matt Ryan. The stats are there. Great. I mean, he's top 10 in pass of all time. He's a Hall of Famer, MVP, took us to the Super Bowl, threw it to, what, 11 to 15 different players that year. Mm -hmm. I love Matt Ryan. Yeah. But the two left feet is a problem for me. (laughs) Another another, another thing, uh, I think (laughs) the stat was uh, in the first 14 years, he had the most passing Yardage, yards, yards, yeah. any quarterback ever. Right, right. And that that's that's no, you can't, you know, bat your eye. That's a great stat. That's like all-time level pick. Right. So I respect the hell out of Matt Ryan, but at the same time, I don't I don't think he's good for winning ball games in Atlanta anymore. It's um I think it's a I think it's a sentiment a lot of fans have and feel right now. And it is everybody's gonna have their own opinion, and I don't necessarily disagree. It just kind of you got to give him. You got to protect him, and it starts up front. And you can, if, you, if it breaks down, if it breaks down, he's in trouble. And uh, although he did run a zone read for a, I think it was a two. <laughs> it looked good though. That read looked very. I mean, you're not expecting Matt Ryan to pull that ball. Yeah, <laughs> did he jump over someone? <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I, that impressed me. I can't lie. So we'll see what happens, man. I just, I think. Um, I, and again, I, I hate to do it, but Thomas Dimitrov put us in a bad spot, and uh, we got to work our way out of it. And Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot got their hands full trying yeah. to figure it out. But I think between the Giants and is it Washington, Washington and New York, the Jets, uh, yeah, in t- London, right? We got, we got a, a chance. We got a good chance to win some ball games because we beat the Panthers years. last year. I mean, you know. We can do it. I just don't think um, – do you really want to win a lot of games? Do you want to that's, try this year? That's, that's the, true. 
and and, and and we missed out on Chase Young. I just knew we was going to get Chase Young. We won five games straight at the end of the season. And I was trying like, to save. No. They was like they was trying to save Dan Quinn, and he still ended up. I'm like, yo, no nightmare, nightmare yeah. situation. I, I kind of want to rewind real quick if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, you played with Michael Vick. Can you? How was that? Yeah. So Mike was awesome. Um, young guy when he came in. And I'll, and I'll just kind of put it this way. Mike and I had a great relationship uh, in the locker room and on the football field. I tried to get Mike to come over to my house and watch like Monday night football, if the Saints and, or Bucks were playing, to kind of sit and watch their defenses. But he never was really interested in that. He lived in my neighborhood. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Later in my career and by 05 and 06, we lived in the same neighborhood and, and, uh, he just he, t- he said as much when he did the Michael Vick 30 for 30. He wishes he would have studied more early in his career. Right, right. But he was so competitive. He was so much fun to play with because he all he wanted to do was win and compete. And he gave you chances, gave me chances to make sports center type plays for him. Yeah. Um, he trusted me, like I said. He was funny. He had a great sense of humor. Uh, again, we had a great relationship. And then like I went to Dan, I went to um Jim Mora one time, uh, who was our coach from O. 405 and 06 uh-huh. and I said I said to him I said coach Moore I'm trying to get Mike to come over and, and kind of watch some film or do something but it's just not it's not it's not it's not catching and coach Moore kind of put it this way he said Finn listen you're all American dad Mike's kind of hip-hop nation he's living and enjoying and doing his thing I was, like, I was like all right all right I'll chalk it up to that but we got to figure something out because we, oh, we had some talent we had some talent and Mike was a uh, was a special special quarterback to come and do the things he did, and then um, and then everything else that went on behind the scenes that a lot of us weren't familiar with or right. aware of was tough to swallow. But the redemption story that he's put together has been and it was love coming back, getting getting to play and getting to play well with the Eagles and Steelers. That was I mean amazing, amazing. Like I was so happy that you know he beat that. You know that was this. I just I just thought it was going to be. For the rest of his career, you know, yeah. they was going to put that on him. But I'm glad he he took the steps, though. He did what he was supposed Big to do. Time. To clear his he, name. They made an example. They made an example of him, unfortunately, because nobody was in the same type of, uh, I guess, crime or yeah. uh, ever got treated that way or punished as hard as he did. So right. for him to come back. He made a lot of money. It was that Nike endorsement, that hundred mil. It was it was the money. And yeah, it was a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And a lot of things. But it was awesome. I loved him. He was a great friend and still is. Um, maybe when I see him, it's always fun to catch up. And, and uh, sometimes he shows up for Falcons kind of alumni games and uh-huh. get a chance to hang out. And he's doing a great job with Fox when he did it last year. And yeah, yeah, on TV. Um, just, oh, just a, yeah, very smart. Really oh, put his. Oh, uh, it was. It's been fun to watch his story um, get to where it's at today. Right, definitely. Well, any other players that you're like close to um, after life we, of football? We had a um, we had an unbelievably tight wide receiver meeting room, and we had five guys, including myself, that played ten plus years in the league, all in the same meeting room at different times. And it was Eric Weems and um, a special teamer and a little bit of receiver and kick returner. All right, right. Uh, he, did Roddy, he did everything. Roddy White, um, one of my good friends, Michael Jenkins. Those guys still live here in Atlanta and um, stay in touch and group text and everything else. Uh, Harry Douglas, we do a bunch of community relations stuff together and different Falcons events. So 
those five guys, um, we have a pretty tight bond with the, with the group that we had together. Um, it was pretty special. So those guys, and then I have guys across, I still talk to Chris Chandler, my first quarterback in Atlanta every once in a while he's living in, in Utah, uh, with his lovely wife and, um, Brian Kozlowski was a tight end back in the day. He's out in California. Uh, uh, there's, there's a number of guys, but you got to make an effort to do it. It's like anything else. It's like, I don't know what branch of the military you're in, but once you get out, you, you, unless you make a concerted effort to stay in touch with your brothers and your boys, um, it can go away pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy that you say that because just tomorrow I'm going on a trip with my closest military guys that I, that I, that I formed a bond with in the military. We all going out to Washington, D.C. So it's crazy that you say that. <laughs> That what branch were you in? Uh, I was in the army. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we appreciate your service, man. Good work. Sure, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, I have a question. Um, I want to know who was the best defender you ever went against, and who is the best player you've seen, whether it was from the sideline, another offensive player, wide receiver, quarterback. Just the best player you you've seen in in person, and the best yeah. player that you went against. Oh man. Um, so I'll give you a couple corners that I got to play against, um, early in my career is Troy Vincent was awesome, uh, in Philadelphia with the Eagles. And we got to play against him. Champ Bailey, when he was in Denver, um, he was tough. I got an, I had a nice little, uh, comeback catch in front of him. That was pretty cool. Luckily, uh, a couple of Falcons do. Luckily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, uh, there was a cornerback in, um, Philadelphia was a third corner. Um, I'm going to forget his name. I blame it on all my concussions. Uh, son of a beanbag. It was um, – <laughs> I can't remember. I'll think of it before we get out of here. But he was a cornerback and went to Green Bay and, um, and uh, was their number one corner. And he followed me all over the field one time when I was a number one receiver here in Atlanta for the year or two I was. And it was tough, man. When you're that number one guy – Man, you got, you're focused on their best guys covering you. That's why it's so special to see what guys like Julio and DeAndre Hopkins and, and Roddy White, those guys do with the other guys' best player on you. Man, it's pretty special. And Roddy White was so physical. I loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great year. I saw him. Make, he hit Cam Chancellor so hard. He cracked down on Cam Chancellor one time and knocked Cam Chancellor's helmet off his head Ooh. and pretty much concussed both each other. But Roddy kept his feet, just stumbled a little bit. But just match him right in the side That's of the head. That's was cool. This guy was yeah, he was a deep man. Deep I, I, deep man, him and Julio, it was just like good luck tonight. Like yep. Tony Gonzalez. Oh, oh, my God. God. oh yeah. And people really Ooh. sleep on like what Michael Turner did. Oh um, yeah, he was big time. I mean, he really changed the like the running attitude here. I felt like like yeah, him coming in his first year doing what he did that first game against Detroit that yeah. year. It was Matt Ryan's first year. Um, it was uh, Michael. What was it, Michael Jenkins? Yeah, he got the first touchdown from first the- touchdown. Man, it first was- pass was like seventy-two. Yeah, yards so it was like yeah. it was like a different culture coming in, and and that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, if you if you wasn't a fan, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like you just wouldn't understand how how a lot of fans feel about a lot of stuff right now. It's like we don't want to go through that again. Like that was a lot of years of slump. Joey, uh, what Aaron Harrington? What was his name? Um, yeah, Joey Harrington. Uh, oh my. Chris Redman. All right, left which we had uh, Bobby Petrino walk out on us. Dude. <laughs> it's been so much stuff, and it's like we don't want to see that. We want to get the attitude back, and I'm just hoping, yeah. like, in the next couple of years we can do that. 
know. Yeah, I think Arthur Smith sounds like he's the right guy for the job. Mike Smith. I love, his I love it. Like, yeah. stop celebrating. Get back on beef. Like, I love it. Like, I'm oh, that's awesome. loving that attitude, man. Yeah. No more brothers. I like, I like watching that as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the I'm trying to think of the other players, but um Ed Reed was special to watch, one of the one of the best guys I seen play the game yes. of football. Uh-huh. Um, uh Vic, you gotta throw in the mix. I thought D'Angelo Hall playing cornerback was pretty special too. Yeah. And we, had another, we had another sick athlete here in Brent Grimes. I mean yeah, undersized, yeah. but Uber, Uber athletic. You trust him after the injury and was a pro bowl like two or three times after the injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So those are some of the kind some of the guys that jumped to my mind. Okay, so but those those are more the all defensive players. What's the best offensive player you ever you ever seen? All right, we'll leave Vic out of it. Um God, that's a good question. Who have I been around enough to see? I mean guys today uh that are special. I think Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook, those two guys, <laughs> their skill set is so special when you can run downhill at people. Be physical, but also make people miss. He's balanced, so balanced. Like I was Alvin Kamara, so like well balanced after a safety and a linebacker hit him. He's bouncing right. off of it, putting his hand out, getting up, and it's like, man, I'm balanced. <laughs> I got a chance. Uh, Jamal Anderson, our running back back in the day too, was yeah, special. Dirty bird. Dirty he used bird. to always do the dirty bird. He, he, wanted, he, wanted, he wanted to bring it back this year. He wanted to bring yeah. it back. Yeah, they started using the term Dirty Bird for some of their events, the Falcons, and some of those guys were not too pleased that they weren't invited to some of the events, like Chuck Smith and Jamal Anderson, those guys. Oh, man, they definitely should have. What? Those guys should have been the first. Jamal should have been the first guy. He should have been on the, on the, on the bill. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. What's crazy is my best friend, he starts tight in um, for Seattle this year, Gerald Everett. Um, when he came, when he was on the Rams, he uh, he scored on the Atlanta and did Dirty Bird. No, that's funny, dude. Uh, he's from Atlanta too. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. So where do you go to school? Uh, he went to Columbia. Uh, right. Uh, he went to a lot of colleges, man. So he started at Bethune, um, went to a couple of JUCOs, ended up at UAB, but they canceled their program. Right. So he went to South Alabama and just wrecked havoc. I mean, yeah. was like a finalist for the John Mackey Award. Uh, I think Evan Ingram won that year, I believe, yeah. over him. Um, awesome. Evan Ingram was the first tight end to get picked up. He was second, right? Yeah, he was the second tight end to get picked up. So, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he's. I think he's like the only person I know that did the dirty bird in like the last three years. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I no Falcons do it. So maybe we need to hop on yeah, and bring it back. But we gotta have somebody. Gotta be winning though. Gotta be winning to do it though. You gotta get pitch. Gotta get pitch in the end zone. Get some fade routes of pits. Let him get some and see if he can pull out the dirty bird for us. Hopefully. Did you not think we had a really chance, like a good chance to win that game on Sunday? We did. I felt like they, the, the defense really steps up at times. Dude, did you see how many times we gave them? We defense, the offense pretty much gave them, offense and special teams gave them like 35 points. A two picks, a punter. Two pick sixes. Uh, the um, punt. Uh, the ball, muff, muff punt from the four, now they get the ball the 43 yard line. And then they got the ball at the 42. Nine yard line and a ball at the eighteen yard line. It was, it was impossible. We put him in a terrible situation, and, and you can't do that when you're playing a guy like Tom Brady. So exactly. for a while there, it felt like we could do something. But if you make those mistakes and, and if you can't freaking punt and pin guys in their own zone, then you're gonna have a problem. So Matt Ryan's been here fourteen years, correct? Yes. 
okay, has he ever vouched for offensive line like players like Russell Wilson or like a Drew Brees when he needed offense? They went and traded Jimmy Graham for a guard when Jimmy Graham was his mom. Do you? Do you? Well, how about I'm sure it's mostly behind the scenes, right? You just got to think about Todd McClure left in 2013, right? And we missed. We had the two worst seasons ever in 2014 and 2015, and then what did you do? I guess he went and got Alex Mack. So that's a Pro Bowl guard, Pro Bowl center. You paid, you paid ten million dollars to because you had to because the offense was so bad. So Matt definitely played a role in that, but it's all behind the scenes and and everything else. Sorry, why wouldn't you want to protect your quarterback at full capacity? Why wouldn't? Why would like if you had a quarterback who's top five in this, won an MVP, took you to the Super Bowl? You don't think he can get back there? Why wouldn't you at least try to build protect him? It's a good question. I think they tried to, dude. They've tried to, but they Thomas Nutrop couldn't pick offensive linemen. And then oh. they drafted McGarry, McGarry and um Lynch. Short arms, the short arm syndrome again. We call them T-Rex arms. That's what we call them. It's like you went and got another Sam Baker. It's like Sam was oh, strong, man. but he just didn't hold right. not... Listen, um now all you can do is because those are our guys. I mean, that's who we have now. So but but um um, Caleb is uh, is uh, very good though. Well, uh, Lindstrom, I'm sorry, he's uh, yeah, graded. He's graded. Uh, yeah, he's he's graded uh, top eight uh, guard right now. Um, his grading efficiency was like at an 82 or something. So I mean, he's doing his job. I mean, but you got like four other players who's not. Yeah, then, uh, then, then, you, you, then you expect Matthews to be this guy. You expect Matthews. I was hearing speculation they were trying to move Matthews to right tackle. I'm like, whoa. We got to let it play out, boys. Yeah. We got to figure, figure out. We got to let it go and, and hope that uh, Jalen Mayfield gets better because it doesn't look like replacing him. You got to hope Matt oh. Hennessy gets better at the center position. Caleb McGarry continues to improve. And yeah. And, and, and you got to win games. The only way you kind of really build momentum and confidence is by winning football games as a group and protecting your quarterback. So let's yeah. hope they can do that over the next like three or four weeks. And if they play like this Sunday against the Eagles, their game is won. The game is won. Like, yes. Oh, no yeah. question. Like most definitely, that game is done. Like, but you know, I figured this, and I told people like, don't try to go under on Matt Ryan this week because. He tends to play good against good teams, especially against division division games. Like, you know, and he played good last year. He put up four hundred yards on on, on this play. Right. Yeah. So I was telling people like I don't know about, and a lot of people went on prospects and went under on Matt Ryan, and he definitely, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. But I don't really have the. I'm like I said, I'm diehard. I don't really have the most. Like I don't think things are going to change right now because like you say Arthur Smith is and they're just in a, in a situation right now and you're just expecting different results um maybe not right now and if it's not this year I'm not mad I'm not expecting really like a, a lot of fans were expecting like playoffs this year and I'm like what nope. yeah I came into this season with absolutely no expectation right. let's just try let's just try to build <laughs> and find you know good players like like we did with Aluakon, you know, yep. from Yale. You yeah. know, you didn't I, nobody was expecting him to be, you know, what he is now, and he's that guy. Um, so let's just try to find those gems. Um, and I think the defense, I like means. 
Um, I like the D line a little bit this year, way better than the last two or three seasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's just let's just hope for let's the hope best. Play. Let's hope and pray. Let's hope and pray. Get better, man. Um, what, what do you feel about the, uh, the 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 running back situation? Mike Davis or I don't. I like Patterson. I like Patterson. Patterson runs hard, man. I mean, Mike Davis. Mike Davis has had. I think last week he had. I don't know. He had 4.2 yards per carry. We just can't get him loose and get him open consistently. Like the first half against the Eagles, he was four hundred Yeah. So, but I like I like Patterson. I like what he brings to the table. Um, you just that's another spot there where you're settling for guys you're you're hoping. It's, it's just something different. You know, he's a receiver. Um, he got some great cuts at running back though. Um, oh yeah, he runs hard, man. He's a big body. It's like two thirty. Yeah, he can do everything. I think if you really want to win games, you make him your three down back. I mean, you bring Mike in, of course, but I mean, if you really like really want to win now, you just think you make that change now. You make that change at punter now. Um, oh, they, absolutely. They definitely yeah. worked out a couple of. Uh, I think they signed Dustin Cole quick. That's right. So they signed Dustin. Because I don't know what. Um, and a lot of people let. I mean, Dustin is older, but you got to have something now. So. Um, I'm definitely expecting 40 to 50 yards per punt out of Dustin. Um, yeah, at least. I don't even. I didn't even know the punter. I didn't even know who the punter was this year. So this was a shock seeing him this week. Um, but if you want to win now, you just make those changes now. Um, and I think you go sign the left guard too. Sorry. I think you go yeah. pick another left guard. Dude, everybody who's good is playing football right now. So who? <laughs> um, but I think that's that pretty much that's it for us, man. We yeah. definitely appreciate you coming in. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. I enjoyed talking to you both, and hopefully, we'll see you around before too long. Don't be strangers. And oh, no, no. Um, I enjoyed. I listened a little bit of the last episode you guys did too. So keep up the good work and uh, and good luck with everything. Yes, sir. We really appreciate you for coming, man. Yep. My pleasure. Um, and like I said, you don't be a stranger as well. Um, definitely tap in with you if, if like we do an episode we need a little we'll call you up and see what yep. you so you got it I'll be at a couple games this year if you guys make a new game hit me up okay oh perfect we will do man alright see ya alright